0: Ms. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you, senators, for having me here today. I appreciate the opportunity to speak and um, share my um, feelings on the topics of humane aftercare. Um, as you may know, I came here representing two different organizations, and some of the opinions are slightly different, so I want to make sure I put on the right hat at the right time for you. So, the shortest of statements with the least amount of comments, I will share first, and that's with the New York State Horse Council, I'm the Vice President, and am I also the Chair of the Humane Committee and have been so for over 15 years. And I address humane issues throughout New York State for all horses, not just racehorses. So I've seen a plethora of things, and usually it's a little lower down than what these lovely ladies do with the aftercare. I deal with the cruelty, I deal with the backyard homes and everything else. And unfortunately, through my experience and all of that, I do come across thoroughbreds that are in the most dire of circumstances. So with that said, um, thank you for including the New York State Horse Council during your review of the welfare of racehorses in in New York. The council exists to create a unified voice for all horse interests in New York State and to preserve the future of and the industry created by the horse. It is our understanding that you'll be examining health related issues of racehorses that are in training or actively racing as well as considering resources for these horses aftercare. Please know that in producing horses for the racing industry, we have taken on the responsibility of ensuring the humane and ethical treatment of these thoroughbreds and standardbred horses throughout all stages of their lives. We urge you to consider the current and long term welfare of the horses first, before all else, for without them, there is no industry. So, I will abbreviate by saying that we support all the legislation that's on the table the most part, and that if there's any way we can help, please reach out to us. We have equestrian professionals in all facets of the industry throughout all of New York State. So that is my one hat. I'm going to turn it around. And um, I'd like to represent um, a nonprofit organization I founded in 1999. And in 1999, I had a, I had a corporate career and I left it. Um, to focus on horses, because I was very passionate about it. I cashed in my 401k, I bought a farm, and that's all she wrote. Um, So I will continue with the prepared statement, otherwise I'll ramble. So, Equine Rescue Resource Inc. is a New York State not-for-profit class B corporation founded in 1999 for the prevention of cruelty to animals, specializing in horses. Over the last 20 years, ERR has provided emergency rescue, rehabilitation, and adoption services throughout the state. We are not breed specific, but we do find thoroughbred and standardbred horses in need of our assistance. As a horse professional owning a horse farm and having worked in both the standardbred and thoroughbred industries in various capacities, I do believe that if racehorses were allowed to mature properly before being pushed into high impact sports and their performance was honest, without the use of drugs and performance enhancers, we would have a stronger, sounder horse with less injury and casualty. All of which would have a positive impact on the horse's long-term welfare. At livestock auctions here in New York, we have aided thoroughbreds sold because they were injured and no longer equitable to race connections. We have found standardbreds that break down during their second career as road horses, and can no longer provide labor and transportation to their current owners, for that is all they are to them. Discarded brood mares who are reproductively unsound are viewed as unnecessary expenses to breeders. And all of these horses are sold by the pound for their meat. Their stories do not end there, and they do not end well. I won't elaborate, because everybody else has. Um, working as a support agency for law enforcement throughout New York, we have assisted in many cruelty cases. The most expensive cases with the highest number of horses have been from the racing industry. One example is the Ernie Paragallo case, of which I was the complainant in 2009. I picked up two severely neglected thoroughbred horses and initiated a cruelty complaint with the state police. Five days later, 166 horses were seized. The resources required in that case were astronomical. To compare, the average number of horses in cruelty cases that are not race-related is 10. As a, and a higher percentage of pleasure-bred horses move on to homes within one year. And that's based on all breeds, all rescue situations, and predominantly pleasure homes and pleasure horses. Our organization has recently assisted in cases where enforcement lacked the resources to hold cruel and neglectful owners accountable. And horses were voluntarily surrendered to rescues in lieu of prosecution. A poor solution cultivating serial abuse and leaving rescue organizations responsible for expensive rehabilitation. And without elaborating, I could tell you there's people in the room who have helped me with this. Uh, Several people here have gotten calls from me over the years, can you please take a horse? So, um, I won't won't bore you and tell them to raise their hands, but they're here. Mm -hmm. Accountability, owner responsibility, traceability, tax relief, resources for cruelty enforcement, and funding for responsible retirement of racehorses are all things desperately needed in this industry. And again, I support all the legislation on the table. And if you need help with anything, I am more than available to you. Thank you for your time. Ms. Gora, thank you so much. Ms. Gora. Okay, so in regards to tracking these horses, I believe that if there was a database implemented and every time a horse is transferred, there is a record made. And if all these horses were microchipped, they would be able to be traced. And what I've seen at my level of this industry is that People who haven't owned the horse for several years and have sold it on, they're being called. And what's happening is the person who's actually putting the horse in difficult positions aren't being held accountable. So if there is a database and there is a registry, then the person who's selling the horse files a certificate. And then that gets put in along with the microchip number. Then this way if the horse pops up somewhere, you read the chip and you know who should be the last owner. You're not going back three and four and five owners or the breeder. Or a trainer at a track ten years ago, you're holding the actual responsible party responsible. It's just a simple registration system in a database, um, and I understand a lot of the thoroughbreds are being microchipped now up to the age of two. So, if some effort was being made to microchip the others, and they're not that expensive, you're looking at a five-dollar device. So, if you some of them are more, but the majority think you can buy in bulk at $5. And readers, there are aftercare programs that will give you a reader for $25 if you join. I think it was the unwanted horse coalition who gave me mine last year. And it came in helpful. I identified a 25 year old horse two weeks ago, it was great. So it can be done. Um, not very expensively just people have to want to do this and the thing is nobody likes being held accountable I hate to say that so if you put in something like this there will be accountability there'll be transparency and um, people will think twice before they sell that horse and with the rescues I have helped other rescues recover their horses from difficult positions and it's only because of those tattoos and those freeze brands so sometimes they're ill ill at Ill- Ill- illegible thank you and um, so that's difficult and the one thing I see is when we're in an emergency rescue situation we don't have the time to take pictures and figure out the tattoos and the brands and call people we have to make a quick judgment decision what can we do for that horse in that moment and oftentimes um, the people at ground zero are expending a lot of money fixing things and its microchips would be easier if New Jersey passed it every animal has to be identified Um, I think if New York does the same, we will be in good shape. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. You are welcome.